always trying to achieve different things. And, and that's what I notice. you know, the more that I start to look at people building their businesses, the more I started to be influenced by others. I want to see, well, how much can I achieve, right? And so everything from, you know, running a marathon, half marathon, competing in jiu-jitsu, you know, you start to learn yourself. And I think that's the most important key to self-development is like just learning and studying yourself. You got to study yourself to the T because then you'll know how to apply yourself to the best areas, right? You learn how to maximize yourself. And so I knew if I was competing in the competition with two months out, if I had to make the heavyweight class because it goes up to super heavyweight, I knew that I can lose the 40 in two months. Easy. Now, it's going to require a lot of work. I'm going to have to run two to three miles in the morning with a sauna suit. I'm going to have to train in the evening every single day. So I'm doing two a days. The days that I'm off, I'm going to have to do that extra cardio session. But I know what it takes because I understand my body more. Same thing with running a half marathon. I understood what it took to run a proper race since my body wasn't hurting at the end. And I, would, I could run 13.1 miles all the way through. So that's that's really the biggest thing about fitness and why I love fitness so much is because it was really the, the basis, the foundation to me learning about self-development. And it kind of just naturally parlays into the other areas, you know, so you start to apply the same mindset. When you're working on your content and you're building your videos, you have the same mindset as when you first started getting into your fitness more seriously, right? When you started to dedicate yourself to the time at the gym, dedicating yourself to the nutrition. Uh, you knew that you were going to go in and, okay, last week I did drop sets. This, this week we're going to do a pyramid set. Mm -hmm. You just you start to understand more and more. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I, I like a lot of, of what you're saying. I, I just think that it has a lot of merit and honesty to it. You know? Yeah. And it, it really does get you thinking overall. I think that when you can really get into something... I think that you start realizing everything else around that goal or whatever you're doing activity that can be accomplished. You know, oh, well, you like going to the gym, you like weightlifting, then how about you start recording yourself and doing fitness videos? Okay, well, you like, you know, you like cooking, all right? Well, you know, how about you start recording yourself and, you know, cooking your favorite recipes? It's, it's amazing, you know, and... I listen to Gary V a lot and he yep. is amazing because I've realized that people aren't going to be as dedicated as other people in regards to coming up with these type of ideas and being able to amplify what they know overall. No one is always going to say, well, you know, since I like cars, you want you want to know something? I'm I'm gonna start making a YouTube channel about cars. You know, I'm gonna start talking about car parts and the different type of trucks that it goes to, and you know, and, and you you want to know something? People may not want that, but there's also different things that you can do in regards to what you know. It doesn't always have to be just one mindset or one straight path into what you're doing. We're we're human. We don't have to be that way. A lot of people, they go to work, they do their 40 hours and they come home and then, and then that's it. But that's okay if that is what they're 
comfortable with and I don't judge them at all because a lot of people have families and they're working three jobs or two jobs and you know when they come home they just they just want to you know hang out with their family and there's nothing wrong with that I'm speaking to the people out there that who are attempting to go further with what they know and they want it and they said it but they're not making any initiative that's what I'm speaking to because if you want it then you're going to have to work for it yeah 100% I mean you know this is something I've been talking about going back you know we're, we're, we're talking over over six years now I mean when I when I started to see that development myself I started to look at you know the people around me you know we're talking back in Jewel days right and I knew something was missing but it was a matter of translating it so I dedicated myself to the next couple of years refining it understanding it you know understanding myself learning more about myself what you know how far can I take myself physically how far can I take myself mentally you know what you know when I was competing in jiu-jitsu I was training jiu-jitsu I was in the Air Force auxiliary and I was working full-time um, at my job so I'm doing like I'm, I'm maxing out in all the areas I can because I know I can I can fulfill that right I can I can make it happen and you know what even with all of that going on I knew that I could still give more and so I'm doing online courses I'm constantly studying you know right now I, I like to do leadership consulting and I like to speak about leadership that's what I'm still constantly learning about leadership because it's never ending and at each stage of our life it's always training we're always training right but you know no matter how many videos I've done for over the last six years no matter how many articles I've done um, no matter if I wrote a book or if I've you know uh, dropped live videos you can't take a horse to the water and make a drink right mm. and so my main goal is to create as much impact that it moves people enough to say hey you know what I heard DJ or I heard Micah talk about XYZ. Let me share this video with a friend. And boom, that, that one share can call somebody else and say, oh man, that guy's great. Let me go search this guy. Oh, let me share this uh, with my other friend. And then boom. And, and so it's really about impacting the masses because I know deep down there's a lot of people who want to strive for more. There's a lot of people who want to become better leaders and, and want to understand themselves more. But they just need the right moment. They need the right message. And sometimes, you know, they may not see it at first, but when they come across the right information, they come across the right person that impacts them in that way, then you'll start to see some sort of change. And it, it really is a, a foundation to creating a better world, I always believe, you know. Um, because if we can all achieve that, I mean, there's, there's enough abundance for everybody. We can all win. I don't see why not. And I know there is enough for everybody. So I like that. Can, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If we can get everybody in the same mindset, man, I see so many people just worry about just the smallest things, man, and it hurts me inside. And I know that I kind of have to, like, I, I still love them or I still want to help them, but I know I can only do so much. And at a certain point, if I keep staying around that energy, it's going to start dragging me down. And so that's very difficult because. You know, once you start to hang around energy that's on a lower frequency than you are, then you're going to start being around them. You may have somebody that you may not even really like hanging out with because of their negative energy, 
but you do it because you feel like, ah, oh, whatever, my friend, whatever. And that's like the worst thing you can do because now you're gonna now you're pulling time away, which time is of the essence, right? So instead of working on videos or having conversations or doing a podcast to impact people, you're hanging out with so and so. You know, yeah, DJ, I, I have to say this. You're you're a hundred percent right. It it's it's insane because it really is, and you've heard it a thousand times before. You've heard it a thousand right. times before. If if you're hanging around a certain group of people, you will become them. And yep. that's a means of it being positive or negative. So we're hoping that it is positive, but in most cases, that may not be the case. You really have to make sure that you're cutting off um, certain aspects of your life that is not benefiting you. to DJ I you know I went to the same school as you did and uh you know being in that environment I know exactly what you're saying and I think that you're right too you're right you seem to be very right uh in making in making some true statements so uh, I applaud that and it sounds like you're doing a great job too you know whoever you're coaching in regards to you know leadership I I really uh think that you're um, doing an amazing job i just wish you'd keep that up too of course man you know it's listen like i said we this is something that we've been talking about for you know six years now probably more than six years now 
I've been very blessed and fortunate to have mentors in my life um, who, when I first started working with them, I realized I wasn't just doing an internship or I wasn't just doing a, a certain task. I was watching somebody run their business. And so when I got to see that, that's when I realized that I was in that position for a reason. And I'll tell you a quick story, not to, not to drag on anything, but I was actually um, working a show. And um, I used to work uh, in a lot of events. I used to do event management. And my mentor used to do live comedy events. So we worked with everybody, Cat Williams, uh, you know, uh, Jeff Dunham, Bill Maher, all these guys. And um, the last show we did was our biggest show um, that actually ended up getting postponed. But the act was John Panette. And John Panette is a veteran, he's a legend in the stand-up comedy business. I just so happened to still be on the team, so I was getting to, I was getting the opportunity to work that last show. And John comes in, we had actually moved to a different venue in Newport, Rhode Island. He comes in, and like normally, my mentor Joe would have me work with all the performers. So I have all these you know, crazy stories over the years. So John comes in, and there was an issue, there was some sort of mix-up, and long story short, he was kind of, he was kind of angry. And... In hindsight, I now know it's my ability and my gift to connect and communicate with people, which is why I love leadership, because I know how to communicate the message, and I know how to communicate the passion so they understand it. But I didn't realize that at the time, he was angry and something had happened, and he was going back and forth to the bathroom, right? I would, I would work with him and his manager back and forth. Back. And around the third or fourth time, he comes up to me and goes, hey, kid, uh, what are you doing here? I said, well, you know, I'm an intern. I'm, I'm here working with my mentor. Uh, he's like, oh, okay, that's great. That's great. But listen, um, just to let you know, uh, everybody here is not really doing a great job. <laughs> but I wanted to talk to you because I wanted to let you know that you're doing an amazing job. You're doing great work. And he's like, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, you're going to be doing some great things in the future. Three months later, we, we did the show, right? Everything went great. Three months later, Jumping there passed away. Oh, man. And that was one of his last shows. So here's somebody that I used to watch growing up for years, right? And I was just doing my thing. I wasn't doing anything extra. I just did, which what I now know is my gift. And he came up to me. This is a guy I've watched for years, right? He's been on Seinfeld. He's had sold out, you know, arenas, um, doing the comedy shows. And now he's up to me. He's telling me. He's like, keep doing your thing, man. You're going you're gonna to do something great. And I'm still on that grind, right? I'm still on that hustle. But, you know, I kind of see that coming into fruition more and more. You know, this is over, you know, we're talking, um, you know, over seven years ago this happened. Um, and he had passed away, so I was very fortunate enough to work with him at one of his last shows. But, you know, again, this is, this is nothing new. You know, I'm taking things from my experience. I'm taking things that we've been learning from. You know, Lincoln, Gandhi, the Dalai Lama, um, you know, past presidents, leaders of different companies, and we're just breaking it down in a way that we can have a conversation like this that people can really truly understand and go out there and make an impact in their communities as well. And uh, from this point on, I definitely want to make sure that I can help you out overall. So. Uh, when I'm posting uh, some of my content, I'd love to be able to just make sure that I can include uh, any of your podcasts that you start creating in the future, my YouTube videos, and even my IGTV videos. I, I'd love to do that for you. Yeah, definitely. I appreciate that, man. That's gonna be that means a lot because um, 
you know, I think really everything that we do, we do together. So I always tell people, especially like our generation, you know, people that are similar in age to us, um, it's really up to us to inspire the next generation because right now we're at a time where a lot of things are misled and a lot of things aren't really clear cut. But if people like ourselves, you know, we're right in that sweet spot. You know, we still, we're considered a millennial, but we're not the, the true, the truest, right? You know, when you think of millennial for me, I think of like 18, 19, 20, right? So that's a big gap from our age. And so there's a lot that we're learning now that we can then pass on to the younger generation and people older than us too. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? We're cutting the learning curve. So anytime that we do a podcast, I mean, I think there's a lot of great things that you've been doing. I've been seeing you uh, edit a lot of videos and a lot of content on your channels as well. So there's definitely, um, you know, a great opportunity for us to do a lot of collaboration on different podcasts, videos. Um, you know, I don't see why we can't, um, you know, really uh, ramp up the content and, and Yes, absolutely. So, and, you know, going forward too with what you just said, you know, uh, I'm, I'm here for help. You know, we got a lot of stuff going on these last couple of weeks. You know, I'm going to be jumping on a lot of different um, shows. You know, I'm going to get as much content as I can out there, you know, coming up towards the end of this year, 2020. I'm going to drop a new podcast in January once I move down to Charlotte and then, uh, we're going to get that going because once we hit the ground running, yeah. I always say everything is about speed, so I like to move fast. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of great stuff ahead of us. So. Yeah, I, I, I like it, man. I like the way it sounds. I'm glad that you got that date for January. That sounds great. I, I think you're going to do some great things, and I, I'm excited. Like I said before, I'm excited to listen to this, uh, and you, you have to keep me posted, as I mentioned before. And, uh, you know, I definitely would love to come on the show and, you know, be able to, you know, uh, you know speak and uh, ask questions and, you know, have a, a great dialogue. Now, what you were mentioning before, DJ, you mentioned that you do the leadership groups. Now, do you do, you do that online? Where can I see that? You should hear it? Yes. Oh, that's right on my IG. So... Um, the leadership series is, like I said, it's weekly. I'm actually, I'm, I'm taking it out. I still call it weekly leadership, but I'm going to be doing more videos. So it's not going to be any specific day. It's just going to be throughout the week. Um, just because I'm putting out a lot of content. I make them very short forms. Sometimes it'll be, you know, three minutes. It can be up to five or maybe six minutes. That's, in, you know, in total with the, the intro and the ending. Um, but basically, every single video is a short-form video, quick tips and pieces of advice on leadership, mindset, and growth. Because um, like I said before, it's, you know, a lot of it's not just what you're learning on how to lead teams or, or build teams. It's also the internal aspect, too. So it's really cool because we get to see both sides. I was really studying neuroplasticity heavily, you know, studying psychology and neuroscience. So I was really interested in, like, learning the internal mindset of how you can become a great leader and then breaking that down into, you know, basically a simple format where people can come in and watch it because media today is, it's not like what it was traditionally where I still write articles, but you know, most people aren't going to go read an article about leadership from a scientist. I may, but 
there's not a lot of people that can resonate with it. So you go on my IGTV, you'll see that weekly leadership series. Like I said, we're about 13 episodes in. Um, if you just click on the regular IGTV, you'll see all of them because I have about, I think, eight or nine of them are under the, the, the tag weekly leadership series. Mm-hmm. And then I just have, you go to my overall IGTV page, you'll see all 13 episodes. Um, and then on LinkedIn is where I do my articles and then I also share my, my video content as, as well. Um, so I focus on that as well. And I kind of scaled back a little bit because I had, I had the Twitter, um, I had Snapchat, which I'm not really a big Snapchat person anyway, because once Instagram stories came out a couple of years back, mm-hmm. it was, that was pretty much gold for me. I mean, I was investing in Snapchat and then I kind of just pulled back from it. And I was just like a, all in on Instagram, um, Facebook and uh, LinkedIn. And those are my, my three main networks. So I actually just recently, I scrapped the Snapchat, I scrapped my Twitter, and I'm just focusing on maximizing the capacity of those three platforms. Exactly. Um, exactly. That's you know what I was going to just tell you. You got, you still, even, I don't even like doing it because it's tiring. It, right. I like to create good content, but I do not like to, I hate having to go and eat freaking social platform and say, here's my content, watch it, here's what it's about. You know what I mean? That's that's annoying. I don't even like that. So. Yeah, man. Listen, I was getting the same thing, dude, and I was like, I had the Twitter for a while, man. I had one when I was in, actually, I think it was the same one from back when I was in J-Woo, and then I, I, I got rid of that one because that was like primarily like music-based, and I was like doing a lot of that stuff, and then and then I got back on Twitter again, and I started focusing on my content. So this is, you know, it's been going on for years. I had the Twitter, but I wasn't really investing. It was really like I was going on there, I was reposting the content because it just wasn't a, it's not a platform that I truly resonate with it. I think it's, there's a lot of great content. There's a lot of people that make funny stuff, but the type of content that I'm doing and where I'm putting it, it just makes more sense for Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, you know? Um, Yes, Twitter, absolutely. it's very, very quick. It's, it's, you know, it's there and then it's not, um, which is fine. I think there's still a lot of opportunity there. But then also um, with Snapchat, you know, I just really didn't see that. I didn't see that happening. For me, it's always been like, okay, it's either Snapchat or it's Instagram stories. So if I'm going to double my money down on any of them, it's going to be Instagram stories because I have a lot of my content on there and I can cross promote different, different pieces of media. Absolutely. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that's what I was mentioning too. you know, taking, making your content content, you you know, you you have one piece of content and then just kind of transforming that out into, you know, different platforms and social media and sharing it. Because although I do want to share what I have, such as my YouTube videos and my IGTV videos, I still want to make sure that the platform that I'm sharing it on, that I can still somehow feel connected with that audience so they don't seem like, oh, he just wants me to watch his video, you know? So it's really, it's a, it's a great idea to kind of make sure that you're still coming off as original or, uh, you know, uh, kind of, original and I don't know the right word for it, but you want to come off as if you're not just wanting them to go and watch your, your, you know, your, your, your content. That's what it's about. So even in, 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 and even if I don't have the time to make 
specific content for that platform, what I'll do is rather than just use the same video, um, what I'll do is I'll record like let's say on Snapchat or IGTV or, or excuse me, IG, Sto uh, IG, uh, IG Stories, what I'll do is I'll record separate videos. So what I'm getting at with people in regards to, in, you know, I'm just using this as an example with my IGTV videos. Right now, what I do is I put just so solely fitness videos on my IGTV. My YouTube, right. it has more vlogging in it. It's, right. more, it's, more, it's more talking. It's more me. Uh, right. And that that's that's pretty much the main difference. And I have two different crowds right now. There's there's people who want to see that type of side to me. They want to see the me vlogging and talking about stuff and give, giving them fitness tips. And it's creating a broader audience versus right. people on pe people on Instagram are quick. They they they, 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 they it's ten seconds for them. You know they don't they don't care about what you have to say. <laughs> so you know like. Uh, you know, so I just want that video out there. I keep the video between three, three to four minutes, maybe even less sometimes, and that's it. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's the biggest thing with with IG. I think was I always was like struggling when I feel like you know it's going back years and years. You know, the platform has changed so much. You know, I mean, even within the last couple of months, there's been a lot of big changes. But um, what I've been doing is. Um, kind of sprinkling in, you know, the the aspect of, you know, everything I'm doing, everything I'm talking about, and then also the genuineness of it, right, of me just being me, mm -hmm. but, you know, everything that I am is, is kind of like what you're seeing, you know, so when, when you're watching a weekly leadership video, when you see the library with, you know, 200 books on there, that's, that's what I do, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, you know, and then there's other aspects, you know, you may see me listening to music, things like that, but it's kind of, I try to create, like, a healthy balance because, you know, I don't think there's any right or wrong. I mean, there's definitely, like, let's say if you're a DJ, you know, somebody who's a DJ is going to be all DJing content, right? It's going to be new mixes, it's going to be um, a new show or a club that they're going to, whatever the case may be. Um, and so I think there's a healthy balance you know, obviously, the more followers you get, of course, if you're, like, sponsored, you have, you know, ads and things like that. And so that brings into another aspect. But that's kind of the balance of where I'm at right now. You know, um, I like keeping my videos on IG right now. Just investing in that platform. I do have my Facebook, which is where I do put some content on as well, especially the video content, because we're seeing it become more of a video marketplace than anything. Have you thought about TikTok? Have you looked into TikTok? Oh, TikTok? Yeah. So I've been, I haven't, so I haven't downloaded it. Um, obviously, it's the big thing right now. I've, I've been watching everybody talk about it for, I don't know how long now. Um, and that seems like to be a, a, a platform that's still ripe. Um, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't even gotten into it. I haven't jumped into it. I haven't done anything. I know, I know TikTok, um, and I know the platform, and I follow people who put a lot of content on there. Um, but I was thinking as a viable option as well. You know, I'm always looking at it because it's still a platform that, even with everybody knowing it, there's not a. I feel like it hasn't hit that point yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you know what? Something that you should think about is putting your content 
on it and seeing how it does because one thing that you should uh, kind of keep an eye on is TikTok, the user base is small right now. It's not as saturated as Instagram. So when you're putting content on it, what's going to happen is you're going to probably get more views than you would on IGTV or YouTube. And, right. and that's because there's just not a lot of people yeah. on it yet. And you getting into that platform faster than someone will a year later is only going to expose you right. onto the platform a lot easier. You're going to pretty much right. root your roots and your content is going to be more integrated in that platform than someone starting one or two years later. Give it a shot. I know that what's refraining most people from being able to put con content on TikTok is because they seem like it, it's a unique, it's a, it's more of a unique type of uh, social platform with the whole music thing going on. But to, yeah. and to be honest, DJ, I've been posting only a few videos up there just to test it out with. And some of the same videos that I've recorded on IGTV, I posted on TikTok. And... Right. People respond. People are responding to it. People are responding yeah, to it, yeah. and they're 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 giving they're saying, "Hey, great video!" You know, they're liking it, and you know, right. the, the views. I got like two hundred views off of one video, and I was surprised. Yeah, that's I was just, good. That's good engagement. Yeah. So I, I didn't know. I, I I just didn't really understand it. I was kind of taken back because I was just like, "Wait a minute! Are people really responding to this content?" Because I didn't make this content specifically for TikTok. Oh uh, yeah, I was just testing it out, and I still do it. I continue to post videos up there because I'm just like I'm still interested. Because I'm just like, well, what is it that they like about these videos, and why are they responding to it the way they are? Because it's not content that was made for TikTok, and it's not like how you see right. all the other videos on the platform. Exactly, exactly. I was listening um, to Gary Vee and one of the directors, executive directors of TikTok who left Instagram or Facebook a few years ago, and he was saying okay. that, hey, uh, you know, you have to make content for that platform, which is entirely true. But I think that it's also up to the user base and what they like. I don't think that social platforms have the say on what users want and what they like. I think that they control that. They control at these actual platforms. Oh yeah, it's 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 the it's the community on that platform. Exactly. Anything. Yes. You know, that's with any like if you're at a restaurant and the restaurant can have a certain type of style, but eventually it's the people that create the vibe of the restaurant. So it's the same thing with the platforms. I think TikTok, yeah, definitely. I, it's funny too because I have a friend, um, Heather Parady, who does a lot of podcasts, and I met her at their conference. And um, she's been jumping on TikTok a lot lately. And she does like her own, like, I guess, for personal and funny videos and stuff like that. So, you know, not really a lot of her content, but I think there is a fun, I think there is a, a really good opportunity, as at least still for the moment, because. It kind of reminds me of when Periscope first started a little bit. I don't know if you used Periscope years ago when it first came out. It was it was just a before Twitter took it over. It was really just like a little data live feed app. You know, it was Periscope and Meerkat were the two big ones. And I downloaded Periscope and it was so crazy. I was thinking a couple months ago how like I would have engagement on there. 
I would do a live video, kind of, kind of just talking about the same thing I would talk about for whatever, 40 minutes, 50 minutes, just talking. And I would get, you know, those, those dedicated three, four, five, anywhere up to 10 people that I knew if I was going to go on, they were going to watch it live or they were watching it after and they were dropping comments, you know, dropping the hearts. Um, and so it's funny because there was another person, Dr. Jason Worrell, who's a um, chiropractor from California. And he was on there at the same time. And we were kind of like, I would say like, not neck and neck, but we were like on the same level um, when it came to like engagement. And so I would connect with him, he would connect with me, we would always ask questions. Boom, fast forward, that was 20, let's say 2014, 2015 we'll call it. You go right now and he has thousands, thousands of followers through IG. Yeah. And that was that crossover from, from Periscope. Now Periscope isn't as popular as it was then, but, you know, because he had invested in that platform and I started looking at it like, wow, like had I continued that, you know, I would have that engagement that he has because we were, you know, we were jumping on live, we were engaging with people, you know what I'm saying? So right. it reminds me a lot of that, those Periscope days too, so that's definitely something I have to um, start looking into and, and working on as well, just to, I, to test it out. Yeah, DJ, I haven't, I, I didn't hear about that, but there's, there's social platforms, DJ, that are similar to what TikTok is doing now, like Vine that came and went. And that's the point that you're getting at, and I get that. But I still think that it's great to be able to get into because when you look at the creators of those platforms, even Vine, a lot of those guys went off into different uh, platforms like YouTube, and they're now yep. sitting there with a huge fan base and a lot of views and sponsorships. Uh, oh, yeah. And, you know, they're doing well. I think that if you can get yourself footed well in one of these uh, platforms, I think that you know you then have a reputation at that point, and not only that, you become skillful in creating content, content that people like, and you know what you like, and you can be able to put that on on different platforms. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think that's the that's the biggest thing is you know once you you know because sometimes you get on the platform, you might find a niche of people that you know are looking for specific types of videos, right? Or or have more engaging engagement with specific types of videos, so it can be a small niche within the niche, um, which I think is the the most important thing too. Because obviously Instagram it's huge now, so you have so many groups. You have people that talk about business, but if you go, you may have people that talk about the medical side of business. So you have people that talk about um, credit card business. And then you jump over, there's people who have pages just for dogs and then dogs with, you know, white fur. And, you know, so it's like once you start breaking it down, 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 more and more and more, it's those really those key niche groups that you can really maximize your space. You have somebody with 30,000 followers, but it might be within that small group, but still have that maximum amount of engagement. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's right. I, th I think that's a that's a great point uh, to make, and I was mentioning this earlier today. I think that when you're creating content uh, and you're uh, focused on a uh, specific area, you want to make sure that 
you're also not limiting yourself as well because a lot of people, you know, they have the tendency to say, oh, focus on, focus on what you know or, you know, stay on this one topic. But I don't think that that's necessarily the case. And this goes back into a lot of what I uh, can hear from uh, Gary Vee. He makes a valid point. But I had to capitalize. I had to capitalize, capitalize on the point that he was trying to make, and it probably it's probably what he was saying also. But this it, it, I didn't precisely hear it th this way. But what what I wanted to say was that what people should start doing is is involving what they're doing, and and that's what I'm doing right now. That's what I'm doing because a lot of people they're so one lane focused and they don't yeah. know how to think outside of the box and you know yeah. that that's what i'm trying to do right now uh with a lot of my content and you know with youtube you have to do that you have to be like that you can't just i'm not just going to be posting fitness videos on this you know you're not, i have to get right, very exactly. creative yeah you gotta be able to go and cross over into different things i think and, you know overall it just makes you a better content creator and you know sometimes you might even get asked to go across into different um, groups. Like, um, this person I met, uh, Amber Drake, she's a coach. Um, I think she focused primarily like, on women's coaching, but, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be on her podcast, and, you know, I'm going to be going into a space that's primarily focused on, you know, women and growth, and not just growth in their business, but in, you know, in their personal lives as well. She, she's created a lot of impact, you know, she has a really great story, but now I'm going to be crossing over to that, so now, when you start going into different groups and different environments, right, you got to be ready to be able to, like, deliver that, that content and everything that you talk about, like, being so passionate about, you got to be able to deliver it to anyone, anywhere, anytime, um, which I think is super important, so when you're, when you go out there and you're trying out different pieces of content, if you're going to different events, if you're doing podcasts with different people. See, I like doing different types of podcasts because I think it crosses over into so many different fields. But but I'm not afraid with going into those different environments. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yes, absolutely. You, you, you make a great point. And right now, I can think of a lot of different ways how, you know, people involved in different content can be able to branch off and, you know, it's something that you, you really have to think about. And, you know, you, you, you're really limiting yourself when, when it comes to, you know, things like that. It's just so much that can be done. I think originality, too, also has to do with it. When you're original, I think that you create a, a viewership and a fan base because, you know, you're, you're being yourself and your content that you're creating. It's, it's all from, from you. It's your ideas and your creativity. I think that it's 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 really it feels good, and I I don't know if you can uh, relate, but for me it feels good because when I'm making my content, I swear to God, I'm not going on to YouTube and watching other people do these things. This is things that I'm just like, hmm, this is this is something that I want to put in a video. This is something I'm gonna write down, you know, and I it's it's amazing. Oh yeah, and and the key thing that you said there is that you're not going out there and you're watching other videos, you're just doing it. And one of the things I would tell people, like I have a, I have a group, uh, I have two groups, I have an accountability group, about 20, 20 to 30 people in there, and I have another one. Um, they're both closed groups, but um, this other one's a mastermind. I think it's a smaller one. We have about four right now. We're going to grow it to possibly about 10. 
and uh, you know we're still kind of um, building the foundation as far as like you know if we're going to be meeting on specific days and things like that. But um, the one thing that I always see with a lot of people when I see them posting in the group is like, oh my God, this algorithm changed. Oh my God, like such and such is doing this or this app is doing that. And it's like, you know, which is great. We have to stay on top of, like, what are the changes? What do we have to do differently? But, you know, I'm not going to sit and wait and contemplate on, you know, oh, like, oh, my God, now I can't put out this video at 7 o'clock because the algorithm changed. Now I'm going to wait till tomorrow at 9. Like, I'm just going to go do it mm. because we don't know what's going to happen. Mm, absolutely. So, or, you know, your content might hit a certain group. It might be midnight. And all of a sudden, like, in the middle of the night, you get 100 different views and, and like, so I'd rather just put out the content because a lot of times, like, why I love doing certain podcasts, like, you know, sometimes people like to do the podcast where they write down the question and they're like, oh, wow, like, that's amazing. Uh, let me read you the next question on my paper. Have you ever watched, like, for example, like the Joe Rogan podcast, let's say? Yes. It, it's an open conversational format. It's not, well, let me ask you this list of questions. It's, you know, let's just have a conversation. We'll talk about what you know the other person is there for but it's, it's we're having a conversation and i like that more because you don't know where it's going to go it might inspire you to get a thought that might create a lot of impact it's real and you might yeah. be having a conversation i might say something that might inspire you to be like oh you know what it's gonna it's gonna trigger a memory or you might have something that inspires me that just you know what i'm saying like it's it that's how it goes because it flows better that way mm-hmm. where uh, you know, we might say something that brings a little humor into it. You know, it's, it's because it's, you're bringing more of a personal, humanistic connection, and you're not just like, let me write down this format in a 10 question. You know, this is like, just do it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know? I think that you're absolutely right. One thing that I do have to say, though, is when you're working with YouTube, they, yes, they do have their own algorithm. Have you been in YouTube, right. the creator studio, yet? Um, I haven't. DJ, I highly recommend you get into the Creator Studio and look at the analytics. I'm still learning. I don't know everything, but the way that I'm able to generate views really is off of looking at the video analytics because in regards to the audience that creators are able to reach out to, you can see a trend in your videos and how it's working and flowing your channel with the algorithm. Every single video that you post is extremely important because the algorithm literally gets to know your channel. So as you continue to post, yeah, so they actually have people that go in and watch your videos, YouTube, and they go, well, yeah, and they go, well, this this is a video, well, this is a video I think Mark will like because Mark likes fitness, for example. And then they put that, they they push that out to that specific user base. How Gary Vee would say, you know, you have people who are struggling or, well, I shouldn't say struggling, but people who are in a certain position, and that's fine if they're comfortable with it, but if they're complaining. So... That's where they have to make the change. Because I see a lot of people who get hung up about trying to figure out certain things yes. and not put, put out any content. Yes, sir. Yeah, that's right. At least rated. So 
there has to be a balance of, okay, what can I do to maximize my, my performance? But at the same time, how can I keep up that consistency? Because you know this from creating content, the minute you bring it back and you scale back, you start to lose momentum. Yeah, exactly. My man. And yes, once you lose momentum, it's hard to gain that back in, in today's social world. Exactly. That's my man. You hit, you hit it on the top. So right. Gary Vee has this mindset and I believe it to some degree that you should focus on quantity but not quality and the reason why I say somewhat is because I don't think it's as difficult as people believe it to be to create quality content. The content that I'm creating is it as good as some of the people's content that you may see on YouTube? No. But I think that it's watchable. I think that people can watch this and watch the entire video without saying, oh, it's boring or it's bad quality. I don't think that it's bad quality content. It's it's content. And, you know, I'm not recording it on my flip phone from 2010, you know. Right, so right, right. It, it, it is to some degree you can't worry about, oh, I didn't get enough views on my last video, so I'm not going to post again. It really is consistency. But I, I'm still putting, I'm still putting that, that mindset in my head though of creating content that I like and that's quality. And the only reason why I'm doing that is because I, I, I care about the, what I'm showing people, and it's not off the basis of oh, I hope I get a thousand views. It's more of you know that it's like a birth in a baby, and that's how I treat every single video I post. You know, I'm not looking to say, oh, I want all these effects and stuff like that. And, you know, because one, that's that takes up a lot of time and you will eventually learn that as you go. And yeah, I I noticed some of the bigger YouTubers, what happens is they 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 post some really great content. And what happens is they don't post all the time. You know, they probably post like once a week or, you know, you know, twice a week or something like that. And the reasoning behind that is because the content that they're making probably takes just as long as it takes to be able to record all of it, you know? So, uh, you know, unless it's like a short video, but, you know, it's going to take some time. Right now, too, DJ, I think that it's extremely important that you like what you're doing, too, and that you're having fun. Of course. Of course. That's always going to be the most important thing, Um, whether it's the content, whether it's, you know, your business, Exactly. You have to enjoy the process. If you don't, when, when you're in the process, you're learning and people don't get that. They want fast results. You're going to fail. Oh, yeah. You have to fail. You're going to, dude, I, every, I feel like every thumbnail that I post to my YouTube, I got a, my a words are misspelled. <laughs> Which, so I'm like, you know what? I'm like, I'm tired of this, man. Like I keep, I keep posting thumbnails with, with words misspelled, misspelled. People think I'm dumb. So like I just, you know, and it's so embarrassing. I didn't. I, I looked at a thumbnail earlier today and I spelled injury wrong, and I freaked out, you know. But it's 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 just, and that's something that I'm gonna have to learn, you know, going forward. Even though it's small, it's small, you know. It's just a thumbnail. You spelled the word wrong, but it's it's something that you will learn from. You need to make sure that when you're you're going through your content that you're you're checking right. for stuff like that in the future. Right. Yeah, it's, like you said, it's, it's really, it's the learning process, it's 
you know, it's it's all a part of that journey, and that's what that's what makes it more fun. And you know what? That's the part that makes it a little bit more, just a little bit more genuine, um, because they're not always going to be perfect. And um, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day. I had somebody that was like constantly hitting me up about like, oh, you got to work with this person, you got to work with this person. And my main thing was, you know, there's a lot of people that either want to work with me or want to, you know, do different things, collab or whatever. But at the end of the day, if we're not, if you're not providing value in it, it doesn't matter how nice you make it. So back to the point about creating quality content, you know, quality is definitely, I would say, a, a, a big part of it. But one, as long as you're filming or creating content, and two, as long as you're providing value in the content. Because yeah. right now, nowadays, everybody has pretty much more than enough, I mean, their phone alone to be able to create decent content, right? Um, you add in different angles or different you know, apps to make it a little bit better, and you can create decent content. But if you're not providing value in it, doesn't matter how nice it is. You can have the nice, there's YouTubers, you know, there's just people who vlog, who literally slap like just some weird logo. It looks like, a, you know, a, some kid drew it up. But you know what, there's a value in the content and they'll get millions of views. Yeah. There's some of them that don't even have anything. They just literally do raw video. Yeah. They just edit down, cutting, cutting the video. Yeah. And they just do it that way. Yeah. Um, so I think there's definitely, yeah, there's definitely, there's a balance. I do like quantity. And obviously I like having, you know, quality in the, uh, the content itself. Yeah, exactly. But I think you have the other value. And, and something else too, uh, that I, and the, and the reason with, with YouTube, which I, I, I see as being a little bit different than a lot of the other platforms too, is that, yeah, and, and something that I think uh, Gary V was talking about, and it can be taken out of context a lot. When he says focus on quantity and not quality, he's not saying don't focus on quantity at quality at all. He's just right. he's saying, dude, don't beat yourself up trying to create like the coolest freaking video that you can ever create. Exactly. You know, exactly. and sit on it for two weeks before you release it. Like, chill out, okay? Like, release your video, make sure that it looks good, and, and post it, you know? And keep exactly. doing that, you know? And be consistent. Exactly. And it's going to get better over time, you know, as you... Because the one thing for sure, like, you can spend all the time in the world trying to get the most perfect, you know, editing software or app or, mm-hmm. you know, oh, I got this app to refine the sound. And you could do all of that. And guess what? In a couple more weeks, you're going to find another one. Yeah. You're going to find another a better. So it's always improving. Technology is always improving. So it's much better if you, to me, create the content, do the best you can to create as much quality as you can put the content out and as you start to create and edit and refine, you start to learn different methods. And so by the time you get to that level of, okay, I know how to create the best quality content and I know how to put it out in a timely fashion, you know how to do it efficiently, you know how to do it in a, in a capacity that you're maximizing your skill set. So you're able to produce the best quality and you understand how to do it. You're not just doing it because somebody said, oh, you gotta get this and that. Mm-hmm. You, you understand it, and that's that's part of that that journey process. Like you can't go to A to you can't go from A to B without a little bit of traveling in between. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's the process. I right. like that. 
I like that. And, you know, capitalizing on what you said, a lot of people expect the outburst of, of support in regards to what right. you're doing. And right. you're not going to get it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, it's not up to other people to be able to dictate whether or not you want to continue things like this. Exactly. You know, you can't put what you want to do motivational or goal-wise onto how other people perceive it. If you if you always thought like that, you would never achieve anything because it's horrible think thinking process, and that's that's where a lot of people get messed up from because they they look for other people's support and they look for other people's opinions, they look for other people's approval. Exactly. Yeah. When when you're when you're going out looking for it, that's when, to be honest, most people don't find it because now there's there's two things that happen. One. You're looking for something that's not there, right? And two, it's pulling you away from what you could be doing, which is providing that value and creating that impact. So if you just trust it, you know, like for me, I, I trusted that the content I'm doing is going to impact people in a certain way. So I know if I put out a certain post or if I ask a question or whatever, that people will respond, that somebody's going to hit me up. At least one. At least one. Yeah. And I'm, you know, fortunate enough that it's, you know, multiple people, whether it's doing a podcast or doing a video or whatever. But, you know, the thing is that, that um, that's when you start to build that momentum. Or like I was saying before, when you start to get on the right track with the right people, going to the right destination. So when you start getting, you know, um, when you start getting that right balance of, you know, creating the content and, and, you know, if you're looking for a certain group, the group will come to you, right? If you're trying to build that community, it will build. I've, I started a group. This is all based off of the people that I um, went to the conference with. And um, we started a group, and I literally added just a handful of people, and it just grows on its own, you know? And so I don't have to really go and add I could add more people if I want to I could always add more people but it's just consistently growing each day because there, you know somebody every day somebody's like oh can I add my friend to the group and I think they'll provide a lot of content, a lot of uh, uh, impact yeah. and so the community finds you once you start to build that momentum as long as you're consistently focused on you know your work and the value that you're providing it'll grow it'll find you because there's people that want to know, they want to understand, and they want that, that help. I agree, absolutely. DJ, listen, it was very nice speaking with you, my brother. Let's, Same here, man. Same here. Let's, let's try to plan this out again. 